the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of The Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and my friend, we're certainly glad to be on the air again today with the wonderful message of the wonderful grace of God. And we trust that our time together in God's Word will prove a real blessing and help to you today as we're going to conclude a study we've been doing now for several weeks on the topic of something better than a miracle. Um, for some folks, uh, a, a seemingly miraculous demonstration is a clear proof that God is at work. And uh, they use the, the seeming uh, miraculous interventions into life and miraculous demonstrations of life as proofs uh, and assurances that, that, that God is working and, and, and that God loves them. But we've seen as we've looked at these things that that's really a very dangerous approach to take, to have experience-based uh, issues as the as the foundation for your faith. Deuteronomy chapter 13, when when God was uh, really uh, beginning to form and, and establish his miracle nation in the earth, the nation Israel, he warned Israel through, the, through Moses uh, that the first issue never could be uh, a miracle or a sign or a wonder. It always had to be that they would go by the word of God because there would be people who would come along, as in Deuteronomy 13, and counterfeit miracles. Not that the miracle wasn't something that was real. that might show them a sign or a wonder, and it come to pass, Deuteronomy 13 says. But the person used that sign or miracle to cause him to go away from what God had said in his word, that God was trying Israel to see whether they really were going to go by his word or if they walked by just simply the satisfying of the, of the experiences of their flesh. Well, in the dispensation of grace, that's never more true uh, than today. Uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by what we see around us. We walk by faith in the doctrine of God's Word. And God has given us something far better than miracles and signs and wonders. He's given us an absolute, complete work in the Lord Jesus Christ, something that He did that is so complete that it requires no further work, no further activity on anyone's part, His or ours. Therefore, uh, the, 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 the issue is that we are complete in Christ. Uh, God has produced, he, he's intervened, and done a work that requires no further work. 
Um, and and that's not that's not to make God a uh, some kind of an unconcerned, uninterested uh, being, but rather that means that His work. He's so concerned about your eternal destiny. He's so concerned about your security. He's so concerned about my life that he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to the cross of Calvary. What a marvelous intervention that was. Uh, he, he enfleshed himself in human flesh. The word became flesh and dwell among us. But he didn't just dwell here. He went there to Calvary, and on that cross he took our sins in his own body on the tree, and he made his soul an offering for sin. And God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he died unto sin once, the Bible says. Only once. He didn't have to die three, four, five times. He doesn't have to die daily. He died once because the one sacrifice that he made at Calvary completely and totally put away sin. That's the wonderful thing about the gospel. That's the wonderful thing about the grace of God, is that it makes Jesus Christ everything. And it makes what he did everything and sufficient. Um, that's why when he was on the cross, he could say, it's finished. You don't need to do any more. You don't need to do it again. You don't need to continue it. You don't need to help it out. What Jesus did at Calvary is enough. And there are some things that God has done for us that are so complete that they never need to be added to. We saw in our studies that he's done. He's given us a complete identity and a complete position. Uh, that's why he can say you are complete in Christ, blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Uh, God that spared not his own son, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? You have a complete identity in Christ. You need to know who you are in Jesus Christ. You need to know today, as a child of God, who you are, not walking around wondering, not trying to get God to give you something he already has given you. And I said to you when we studied that, many of God's children, many of God's people never really come to appreciate how complete you really are. You're asking God to forgive you your sins today. And what he answers you back is he just says, you're complete in Christ. <laughs> You ask God for power today over over uh, difficult circumstances or over uh, failure in your life, and he answers back, you're already complete in Christ. You go to God and ask him for things, and he answers back, I've given you a complete position in my son. Just enjoy who have already made you. Then he gave us a complete revelation, uh, a, a book, a manual, a word, the Bible. He's given us complete information. He's given us everything that he wants us to have. He says that everything that he's prepared for us, he's revealed in his word. You have a complete, total revelation of the will of God for every detail of your life in God's word. That's a wonderful thing. You're completely intelligized. You're, you've been given this wonderful identity in Christ, and then you've been given a revelation of it so that you can know about it. When you go to God and say, Lord, what would you have me do in this situation? He says, it's in the book. <laughs> you go and say, Lord, you know, I don't know how to handle this. What should I do? And he says, it's in the book. And you say, Lord, where would you want me to go and do this or that? And he says, it's in the book. You see, you get in the book. And then you get the book in you. And instead of going through your life with with the 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 idea that I'm going to go out in life today and see where God would lead me to go, and what he, you know, what where he planned for me to be. 
instead of going out and trying to read God's will and leading in your life by looking at the circumstances and the so-called road signs, you know, um, by, by trying to interpret events, my friend, an, an event has no meaning unless God has told you what it means. And when he tells you what it means, it'll be in his word. And it's superstitious uh, nonsense for you to go around and look at an event and an event and try to read into it something that God's supposed to say. I mean, that, that's, that's really kind of uh, pushing the, the window uh, of, of, of uh, rationality to an extreme. Now, I know people do that in religion, but, you know, in religion, sometimes people check their brain at the door when they come in. And they want to live on the basis of emotions and whatever they want it to be. And that's just usually, not, maybe not every time, but often it, it, that kind of a thing is just you doing what you want to do, trying to blame it on God or excuse it by saying you've got God's leading in it. If you want to know what God has for you, he says he's revealed it to you in his word. So what you do is you get in his word, you find out who you are in Christ, you find out what the good works that he's created you in Christ Jesus to do, you find out how he's equipped you to do them, and then you take all of that information, and that's the will of God. You find out what God's doing today, and then you go out in the details of your life and seek to apply the knowledge you have of what God's doing to the details of your life. That's why I say to you week after week here, that if you don't rightly divide God's Word so that you know who you are as a member of the church, the body of Christ, and what God is doing in the dispensation in which we live, why well, you'll never be able to see God's Word work in your life because you're always going to be wondering or trying to get something done that isn't what God's doing. No wonder people abandon the Bible and go out on, on other kind of excursions to try to find God's Word as though He had not revealed His Word completely to us. Because, my friend, even though you may have a Bible, hold it in your hand, believe every word of it, if you don't know how to rightly divide it, you can't get the profit out of it God put in it for you. So we have a complete identity, a complete revelation of that uh, of, of God's will. And today I wanted to talk to you about something that you're going to get one day, and that is a complete redemption of our body. We have a complete redemption uh, that will, of our body that will come to us at an event that we call the rapture. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15, Paul says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. This is a part of that special revelation that Christ gave to Paul for him to give to us. We say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Notice how the Apostle Paul expected to be alive and to remain under the coming of the Lord. He had no conscious understanding that uh, that the dispensation of grace was going to last for 2,000 years. Well, it has almost lasted that long. If best we can tell by our calendar, it's about that long. But um, Paul didn't expect that. Now, that tells you something about the way a believer should live his life on a daily basis. Uh, old Dr. Henry Gruby down in Alabama used to say that we, we live uh, as though the Lord would come in the next 10 minutes. We plan as though he won't come for the next 10 years. And that's basically what Paul's doing here. So he's saying, here's what my view of the future is. We which are alive and remain in the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself 
shall descend from heaven. The Lord, when he comes to conclude the dispensation of grace and take the body of Christ home to, be, to heaven to be with him, he's not going to send angels as he does with Israel. He's not going to send emissaries to call people out. The Lord himself, personal attention all the way to the last detail and the last moment. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. That's the, the shout of a conquering hero. With the voice of the archangel, the armies of the command, the, the, the armies of God, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Did you notice that he said the dead in Christ shall rise first? Did you ever hear anybody say that, well, uh, I want to be in the rapture. I want to be alive when the Lord comes so I can be in the rapture. Well, the fact is everybody is going to be caught, every member of the church, the body of Christ, everyone that's saved and in the family of God. Now, Jesus Christ was declared to be the Son of God by power, with power, by the Spirit of holiness through the resurrection of the dead. You can profess to be a child of God. You can make everybody believe it. You can fool anybody. Uh, some of the time, you know, you can fool, you can't fool everybody all the time, I guess, but you can fool most people some of the time. And you may be saved, you may not be saved, only you and God knows. But um, when the resurrection comes, he only calls out those that are his. He'll declare, just like he declared his son to be his son, Jesus Christ, his son by the resurrection from the dead, he's going to declare us to be his sons, his children by the resurrection of the dead. And the dead in Christ rise first. Then we which are alive and remain are caught up. Now, that means that your loved ones, my loved ones, who've died and gone on to be with the Lord, didn't lose the opportunity to be in the rapture. They actually gained an opportunity to be ahead of us that are alive. If you die and go to be with the Lord, then you're resurrected first. You're resurrected before the people that are alive are, are that way. Now, someone asked uh, the old, the old uh, famous Scotch preacher, uh, McGinnis, they asked him, said, well, why, why does the dead have to come up first? And he says, well, they're buried six feet under, and they need a head start to come up even. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, the reason uh, here is so that uh, you understand that just because you're physically alive and this mortal is not put on, uh, uh, this, this corruptible, uh, our, our mortal is not, not put on immortality, and their corruptible hasn't put on any, in other words, they're dead, and we're still physically alive, but we're not gonna we're we're not gonna hamper their coming out. So God brings them up first, and then we which are alive, we're changed. And at that moment, when we're at the resurrection, when we're caught up to be with the Lord, we have the wonderful, glorious uh, experience at that moment of having our vile bodies changed and fashioned, remade, like unto his glorious body. And it'll all be done according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. The same power by which he will subdue all things in heaven and earth unto, his, unto himself is the power, the resurrection life power of Jesus Christ, whereby he's going to change your vile body, my vile body, and fashion it like unto his glorious body. Can I tell you, my friend, that one day when Jesus comes and that, re that day takes place, that resurrection takes place, there is going to be a completion of our redemption, of the redemption of our body. The only part of a believer today 
that has not been completely redeemed is our physical body. That's the reason for that is so that he could leave us here on planet Earth to serve him. That's a temporary situation. We've been redeemed in the past from the penalty of sin. We are redeemed in the present from the power of sin. And we shall be redeemed in the future from the very presence of sin. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 calls that the redemption of our body. And when Jesus comes back, there'll be a complete redemption of even our physical body. There is a healing program for the church, the body of Christ. It's not Israel's healing program. And it's not the healing program of, uh, of so-called healers and, and, and health uh, preachers today who are going around seeking to tell you that, uh, that you can escape the groanings of creation today. Rather, Romans chapter 8, verse 22, start back in verse 18. Romans 8, verse 18 to 25 is a passage of Scripture that you need to have in your frame of reference. Romans 8, 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. The, the suffer, this, this, this present suffering present time suffering. Now, that's a dispensational expression. The dispensation of grace is, is, is established at a time when, when the, 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 uh, the, the healing program that God promised the nation Israel has been interrupted. And there's this present time of suffering, but it's not to be compared. It isn't worthy of giving it equal time when you think about what God's going to do with us in the ages to come. For we groan, what Paul says in verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. And not only they, it's not just the world out there, but we ourselves, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the, the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. You see, you know by experience, and you know by these verses, that the whole creation is still under the bondage of corruption. And it isn't just them. Our physical bodies are still under the bondage of corruption. Why? Friend, because we're here. That's why. You see, the, the last two words in verse 22, until now, we know the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Those are two great dispensational words. The reason the creation has not been delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God that the verse 21 talks about is simply the fact that God has chosen to extend the dispensation of grace one more day. Now, when the rapture comes and the dispensation of grace is over with, and the prophetic program comes back into effect, when God intervenes the next time in the, in the affairs of this world in a direct way, that way, the next divine intervention will be the outcatch, the catching away of the church, the body of Christ. And my friend, you're going to know it because <laughs> you're going to go in it. And then... 
He'll bring in his kingdom reign on the earth. He'll destroy all of the satanic policy of evil. He'll destroy sorrow and sighing will flee away. And the inhabitants of that kingdom will no more say, I am sick, Isaiah 33 says. For the Lord will be the Lord God. I'm the Lord God that healeth thee. And he'll bring, he'll take away the diseases. He'll take away the bondage of corruption, remove the curse off of creation, and reign on this earth in his kingdom. But that hasn't come yet. Why hasn't it come? Because he doesn't have the ability to bring it? I mean, you know better than that. Because he isn't interested in bringing it? You know better than that. The reason he hasn't brought that program in yet is he's not finished with the program that he's operating today in the dispensation of grace. God is still forming the church, the body of Christ. And when the day comes that, he know, that, that the body of Christ is completed, then you and I will experience the redemption of our body in that wonderful event called the rapture. What else would you call it? To be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now that's why Romans 8:24 says for we are saved by hope. But hope that is not seen, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for it? That's good. That's common sense. You don't hope for something if you got it. But if we hope for that which we see not, then we do we with patience wait for it. You see, now the salvation by here, by the way here, for we are saved by hope, that, that, that's not saved from sin or saved from hell. It's saved from depression and despair. You're saved from worrying and being depressed and thinking God doesn't love you and have your best interest at heart. When you, when you groan and travail in pain, instead of thinking that God doesn't love you, you understand why you're going through it. You're a part of a fallen creation, and God has extended the, the offer of salvation to a lost and dying world one more day. And in order to do that, he has to leave you here, and the bondage of corruption takes its toll on your physical body. But you have a hope that saves you from despair and allows you to patiently wait for the redemption of your body. You see, my friend, pain, groaning, travailing in pain together is inevitable. But misery, misery is an option. Misery is something that you don't have to have because you can patiently wait. You can be sustained by, by, by the assurance of that day of redemption of our body, the completion of the redemption of our body. You can be, you can be, you, you can wait for a sure thing, can't you? Now, patient waiting, you see, that's an adult thing. You know what kids want? They want it right now. I believe that that's why we have these fast food restaurants all over America. They all market to children. I've raised three kids, got grandkids, got three grandkids. Now, I understand what you do with kids. If you, you go into a nice restaurant with, with small children, you haven't got a prayer. You go into the restaurant, the whole situation is, you know, you take, it takes 20 minutes to, to order and another 20 minutes to get your food. Now you're 40 minutes into the experience. And when it's a bunch of adults, they've enjoyed talking. When it's children, they wanted food 30 minutes ago. So you go into the fast food restaurant. Why? Not because the food's better or cheaper, but because you can instantly gratify the desire to have it. That's what children are like. 
You know what it is? It's an adult mentality that allows you to be able to patiently wait for something. It's childish for you to be to be demanding right now. Give it to me now. I got to have it now. That's childish. It's an adult thing. It's someone who has an understanding of what God is doing on an adult basis to be able to patiently wait for the redemption of our body. You see, we're part of a new creation, but it just didn't hear yet, but it's coming. And an adult can wait for a sure thing. Well, there's something that you need to understand about being an adult, and that is that your Christian life operates not on the basis of ignorance, but on a, on a clear understanding of God's Word to you. Let me give you a Bible study tape that'll help you with that, will you? It's in called something. It's called something better than a miracle. Something better than a miracle. There are that God has something for you that's better than changing your circumstances and working some miracle to solve the problem that you think can't be solved any other way. Let me give you this free Bible study tape to help you appreciate how God works in your life for His glory. This Bible study, Something Better Than a Miracle, is, is something you need to hear. And I'll be glad to see that you get a free copy. If you'll simply call us here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. I'd like to give you this Bible study for you to, to, to consider. It's free. All I can do is give it to you. I can't make you believe something. I wouldn't want to make you believe something, even if I could make you believe something. But I can't do that anyway. But I can put it in your hands, make it available to you. 888-535-2300. That's the number to call to get your free copy of Something Better Than a Miracle. If you'd prefer to write, you can, of course, write me here at The Riches of Grace, Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's Post Office Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. If you are on the Internet, you can find us on the World Wide Web at graceimpact.org. Just one word, graceimpact.org. That's what we're trying to do, friend. We're trying to have an impact uh, on your life and, uh, and on the lives of others for the grace of God. Our purpose here is not to promote a philosophy or a tradition or some uh, denominational program. Or we don't have anything for you to join. We simply want to exalt a person out of a book called the Bible and take God's Word and, and, and show you about God's Son and the grace of God and all that He's done for you in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, there are, there are people in your area right here where this radio station is. There are people in your area that put this program on this station. The message of grace has gripped their hearts. Uh, it's transformed their lives, and, and, and it's made a difference for them. And they want that same thing for you. And they're willing, frankly, to put their money where their, where their heart is. They're, they're buying the airtime to put this program on here so you can hear the Word of God rightly divided. Can I tell you that if you don't have an assembly to attend this weekend where the Word of God is taught rightly divided and the message of grace is clearly proclaimed and the grace life is the issue, well, you're robbing your, your, yourself and your family, if you have one, of an asset that God desires to be in your life. And there is that kind of an assembly right there where you are, uh, where you're listening to this program. Why don't you call me and let me put you in touch with the folks that are uh, in your area? 
888-535-2300 is the number to call. And we'd be glad to put you in touch with the folks that are that, that are that are putting this uh, radio program on the air uh, in, in your neighborhood. And perhaps you'd like to uh, become involved with them and even help them to reach out to others with the wonderful message of God's wonderful grace to us in Christ. It's a It's a happy time. Nothing is ever more exciting in your life than to have God's Word go to work in your life because you believe it. You understand it, and then it works effectually in you because you believe. We want that for you. Uh, the, the free Bible study, something better than a miracle, is yours. You simply call me here, 888-535-2300. And when you call, ask about the folks that meet in your area. And we'll be glad to see that you get in t- or put in touch with, with them so that you too can rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ Jesus. We'll meet you again here next week for another time of studying God's Word. Thanks for being with us today. And until then, Maranatha. This is Dennis McKenzie for Families by Design. Strong families are designed by God. Do you want your family designed by God? For inspirational principles for today's families, listen to Families by Design with your hosts, Dr. Daniel Forbes and Kevin Picorni. Families by Design airs every Sunday at 9 p.m. That's Families by Design right here, 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.